Welcome to episode 17. This is a big episode. About ready to kick off the season for the Bassmaster Elite Series. Fantasy Fishing is about ready to kick off. Bunch of opens taken have taken place since the last time we did a podcast. Uh, only a few local tournaments have happened since then. Um, but it may be too late by the time you guys actually hear this. But thank you to everyone who actually has signed up uh, in the group for Fantasy Fishing appreciate it um there's going to be a little bit of a prize pack at the end of the year for the top person so that'll be fun uh quite a few guys in there that i know from local stuff so that's really cool glad to see you guys in there it's gonna be fun we can talk some shit maybe give each other some crap at the uh at weigh-ins also about it but bassmaster lead series kicks off tomorrow um gonna be at toledo bend for the start of the season Starting off in Texas for once and not Florida, which is a nice change of pace. Let everybody kind of see other fisheries in, you know, January and February. So we're going to save fantasy for the end of the show. Um, kind of go over picks, who I think might be like some dark horses also that might be slept on in some different categories and buckets. Uh, hopefully don't fall flat on my face like I did last year and have to crawl out of the hole. And actually have to save my ass for the rest of the year. The last couple tournaments when we go up north. We've got next tournament for us. Um, going out of Martinez for Southwest Custom Tackle. That's going to be our final one of the year of the regular season. Before we end up going to Roosevelt for a two-dayer uh, in April. We'll also get into the results from Alamo uh, on the t- from the 10th. It's been a couple weeks obviously since... We sat down and did one of these, um, obviously as well. I am solo. No Jake today. He was not able to make it. Before we jump into the opens, we're going to go into a little bit of MLF news. Uh, obviously they're shooting themselves in the foot left and right as an organization. Now they're starting to get anglers actually coming out and speaking out against it. Um, James Watson... Is an absolute legend for this, but uh, coming out with his own hat, um, he's saying it's for hashtag fishing boat docks, but realistically, there's a undertone to it, which is hashtag fuckboy ducket, uh, who, as if anybody does not know, is the owner of MLF, who promised the world and has given nothing to those anglers then since uh, the departure for when they all broke off from bass and started MLF. Um, Another big caveat, caveat to that is they haven't had any live coverage on the day one of any of their events. Um, for an organization that came out and said that they were going to have the most live coverage out of anybody, they have by far had the least. Uh, they also have had the least just overall coverage for their anglers. It's been quite a few guys that were household names on the Bass Series, and as soon as they went over to MLF, have pretty much disappeared. Um, you really don't hear anything about them, don't see anything about them, and they aren't even able to post what they want when they want. They have to wait for MLF's blessing to be able to post it. I think that's finally starting to bite MLF in the butt, and all of their anglers are, I mean, quite a few of them are jumping ship. There's, what I last count, six or seven in the opens now trying to qualify back for the Elite Series. Some have just almost, I mean, a couple of them have basically retired. Um, what two went to NPFL? So, yeah, it, it, the league itself is falling apart. 
they basically lost their feeder system. Uh, they're chasing people out of there. And then they're going to be cutting down more heads uh, in their own series over the next, what, two years. They're going to keep dropping down in size. So there's going to be more people getting kicked out and that no longer have a job um, that did. So they're going to be fighting back through the Opens again, which means that the Bassmaster Opens are just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah, I always thought it was funny uh, seeing Watson post that the other day and making couple of videos about it it's been quite eye-opening because that guy's always kept it always been able to keep it real uh, uh just real quick before we get into all the results of uh the past couple weeks worth of tournaments uh upcoming tournaments there's really only one uh, for the rest of this month uh, NBC is going out this saturday the 24th at bartlett it's a 300 all-in entry fee should be what's the weather look should be really nice this weekend should be like in the 80s Oh yeah, Saturday, low of 56, high of 79. Yeah, get out there and fish Bartlett. They're going to be shallow. Going to be shallow, going to be moving up. And that's definitely going to start making some pushes for spawn and uh, staging them up in pre-spawn locations. Uh, notable coming up, it's a couple weeks away yet, uh, but the weekend of March 3rd, Cast for Kids is out at Lake Pleasant. I'm sure they're always looking for volunteers uh, for boaters with that. So make sure to get in touch with Cast for Kids um, if you are able to devote your time to be able to take a kid fishing. Um, I'm doing a veterans thing on the 3rd uh, through the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. We'll be out at Bartlett taking some veterans fishing. Uh, another cool thing, and I think this is the first year that they're actually really doing it, so hopefully we can make it a good experience for those guys, get them on some fish, and then maybe be able to grow a bigger class next year and get some more boats in there and get more veterans out on the water as well. We'll do first tournament uh, was February 1st through 3rd. We're going to start with the Opens. Uh, the St. Croix Bassmaster Open was out of Lake, Okeechobe Lake Okeechobee. They went out of uh, Clewiston, Florida, little Scotty Martin's home, and he managed to set the all-time bass three-day weight record uh, at 90 pounds and six ounces uh, took home 50 grand and now is not qualified for this year's classic but the 2025 classic he's already locked up so now he gets to fish free the rest of the year which is scary if that guy gets some momentum on his side then uh, it's definitely going to carry him through quite a bit of the year um, we'll go through top 10 second place was tucker smith I mean, this is a massive gap in weight. So Scott had 90 pounds, 6 ounces. Tucker Smith finished second with 68.11. Uh, third place, X elite series angler who's trying to qualify back in. Randall Tharp starting the year off good with 68.8. Four is Paul Marks, uh, 65.6. Fifth was Matt Adams, 60 pounds, 3 ounces. Austin Cranford, 59 pounds, 2 ounces. Easton Fothergill, uh, 58 pounds, 15 ounces. Sam George has been in the Opens for a while. Good to see him with another good start. With 55 pounds, 5 ounces. Bo Browning, uh, 54-1. And 10th place, Brandon McMillan with 53-7. So weight's definitely dropped off after Scott. Um, it was weird watching how he was able to pick fish out of clumps that people have already fished, already like buzzed over. Um, kind of just kept his head down, didn't even, didn't even look at other people catching fish, which was kind of weird and very unlike him, uh, but it worked out. He was able to stick to his game and 
obviously get the right fights. I mean, the final day of uh, of live watching that was was magical. He literally could do nothing wrong, and that's when you know it's your time for uh, for a W. Uh, they went what one week, and then they kicked back off at the Saint Croix uh, Bassmaster Open at Lake Ochita. Looks like Lake Ochita. Uh, that was February fifteenth through the seventeenth. That was out of Heart Hot Springs, Arkansas. Um, top 10 for that was Jeremiah uh, Kindy with 52-3. So, I mean, for three days, that's that's still stout weight. Uh, he took home $44,296. That's a good payday. Second place was Matt Baker uh, with 46-13. Third place was Andy Newcomb with 45-12. Fourth was Logan Johnson, 44-14. Fifth place was Blake Schroeder, 44-12. Sixth, Andrew, Andrew Hargrove, 44-3. Seventh was Kristen uh, Ostrader with 43-8. Eight. Eighth was Paul Marks again, uh, 42-8. So Paul starting off with a fourth place and an eighth place so far in the Opens. Um, I would bet to say that he is sitting first in points. That's a great start for him. Uh, ninth is Evan Kung, uh, 42-5, and 10th was Zach uh, Gutermann, uh, 38-2. And we'll get into some of the local stuff that has happened. Uh, we'll start with a couple of the older tournaments here. So the weekend of the 10th was a pretty busy weekend. There were three tournaments that weekend. Um, Bass Junkies and Let's Talk Fishing both went out of Roosevelt. They actually ended up conjoining their way in. Um, so if anybody wanted to double dip into tournaments, you could. Um, they just conjoined the blast off and their way in, make it easier so guys didn't have to try to run fish all the way down the lake to go try to weigh in at another one also. Um, we'll start with the winners of Bass Junkies. Uh, remember, they only do their last names on their on their stat sheet here so uh first place was Whitaker and Kilduff uh, with a 441 big fish uh, total weight of 1571 second place was Keith and Ken Knutson uh, big fish was 339 for them for a 1543 bag third place was Matt Shura and Boyer uh 499 on big fish which might have been big fish of the tournament um was 14.5 for their total weight. Fourth place was Willis and Reynolds with 375 as their big uh, for 14.06 overall weight. Fifth place was Creston Carroll and Laron, Laron Porter. Uh, they had a 322 big for 13.98. Sixth was Cunningham and Garcia, 351 overall big and a total weight of 13.90. Seventh place was Holland and Cliff. And Clough, sorry. Uh, 362 was their big for 285 overall weight. Eighth place was Hubler and Uribe uh, with a 417 big and a 1256 overall bag. Uh, ninth place was Johnny Johnson, Andrew Napoleon. Uh, didn't weigh a big but had 1240. And 10th place was Shull and Shull. Uh, for 307 as their big and 1175 was their overall weight. The weights definitely dropped off on the junkie side of things. It held up a little bit better uh, for the guys in Let's Talk Fishing. 
let's see looks like few guys double dipped here um so whitaker and kildiff they double dipped so they took home i'm sure a decent payday uh they ended up winning let's talk fishing as well with obviously five fish for 1571 keith and ken knutson also double dipped uh took home second place in both uh tournaments see bob thielen and rob thielen took third in let's talk fishing with 1479 and a 407 big um Matt Schur and Brian Boyer took fourth on the Let's Talk Fishing side, third on the Bass Junkie side. Overall, good weekend there. Uh, fifth place was Josh Whelan and Luke Weezer. Uh, they had 14 even. Sixth place was Laren Porter and Crescent Carroll. Uh, 1398, so they took sixth place in one and fifth in the other. Uh, seventh was Robert Alvarez by himself, uh, 1387. Eighth place, Danny Uptain, Jarrett Coleman, uh, 1355 was theirs. Ninth place was Rich Kearney and Dean Cruiser, uh, 1322. And tenth place was Sean Coffey and Skylar Clark, uh, for 1257. So a couple guys double dipped and really paid off for themselves. Um, I mean, considering Patrick and Tom took home 2100 bucks on the let's talk fishing side and won the bass junkie side i mean they're probably over five grand combined just for a weekend we'll go up to alamo so we had alamo um also on the 10th so fun day weights were a lot heavier than i thought they were going to be um a lot of guys said that it was very difficult it didn't really it didn't seem oh I don't know. It didn't seem overly difficult. Uh, there was a lot of fish shallow. Um, caught all of ours. Well, our big fish came flipping first thing in the morning. Um, I think we caught four flipping fish total through the day. They just ended up being a lot smaller. Um, everything else came after the wind picked up and were able to uh, throw lanes in between the trees with the chatterbait. It's a half-ounce jackhammer. Um, just white and chartreuse. I mean, nothing, nothing crazy, but it was uh, a slow retrieve. Like I was basically taking the bottom, going in the lanes of the trees, and shoot, I don't think I caught one in deeper than four feet. Um, they were all very shallow. I did notice that that might have been a an issue for a lot of teams. A lot of guys were out deep. Um, a lot of guys were sitting out on main main points, drop offs. So we basically just fished the bank in between everybody and. I mean, really caught fish all day. Um, we kind of hit a point where around 14 pounds, we just, we could not upgrade. We kept catching fish and just nothing was helping us. So we, we had a elusive, you know, five to six pounder basically to put us, put us at the top. Cause that's essentially, I mean, two pounds separated us. Um, first place was Wendell Johnson and John Lynch. They had five fish for 1632 with a 612 big. Uh, second place was Shane Moline and Ty Shearwood. Uh, five fish 522 was their weight with a 539 big it was really just the big fish that separated pretty much the whole top 10 um third place was jeremy sanders and chuck lewis they had five fish for 520 with a 362 big uh, fourth place was chuck thompson and daniel adams they had five fish for 1452 with a 470 is their big uh fifth was mick pagler and leland pagler uh Five fish for 1424 with a 365 big. And this is where we all just pretty much stacked up. Um, 
Sixth place was Corey Sauter and Cody Nugent. They had five fish for 14-11 with a 343 big. Uh, we were able to take our second top 10 of the year with a seventh place. Uh, we had five fish for 1399 because Lyle couldn't give me one ounce of water um, to be able to crack over 14. And we had a 396 big was ours. Eighth place was Donnie Allen and Noah Allen. Uh, they had five fish for 1362 with the 330 big. Ninth place was Logan Boyer and Tony Boyer, uh, five fish for 1310 with a 347 big. And 10th was Joe White and Hayden White, uh, five fish for 1283 with a 320 big. So it really started stacking up around that like 13 to, well, like 12 and a half to 13 pounds was basically down to like 25th place. So stacked up pretty heavy though. I think we had 74 boats total. Um, I do have an updated after six events, uh, year to date standings. We were able to jump from 13th up to seventh. Now, um, Jeff Garrett and Hunter Rackley are still leading, uh, with 1,779 points. Corey Sauter and Cody Nugent are what two, seven points behind them, um, with 1,772 points. Jim Fields and Justin Fields are in third place. Uh, they have 1761. Fourth place is Donnie Allen and Noah Allen uh, with 1749. Sixth place, Philip DeJulio and Randy Maddox. Uh, they have 1687. So, I mean, there's starting to be a decent gap basically out of the top five. Uh, seventh place is me and Jake. Uh, we have 1686. So, we're really close to jumping sixth place as long as martinez doesn't go sideways um eighth place mike crothers and fred blena they have 1685 so they're literally a point behind us so sixth what sixth seventh eighth ninth and tenth are all we all could end up shuffling around depending on our finishes at martinez and we just got to hope that nobody in the top five shows up um sterling uh Funheller and schaefer pullen are right behind them in ninth. Uh, they have sixteen seventy one, and tenth is the couple of Josh Palma and Chevelle Palma with sixteen sixty nine. Um, saw a post that Josh made actually, was it today or yesterday, saying that they've only been fishing together as a team for three years and they're out there taking everybody's freaking lunch money. Those two kick ass and against a bunch of, I mean good anglers and they hold their own everywhere they go even at lakes that they haven't you know really ever been to they they tend to figure it out um, there were two local tournaments this past weekend uh, we're going to start with the southwest custom tackle the havasu region uh weights are starting to get better out at havasu so it seems like maybe fish are starting to move a little bit more shallow i uh, get into more of the pre-spawn or spawn probably even up there um Larry Marquez and Jason Marquez uh, won that with five fish for 17.97 of the 4.63 big. Uh, second place was Larry Locatus and Gil Fan uh, Fallon, five fish for 15.72 with a 4.01 big. Third place was Michael Ball and Rob Hernandez with 14.97 with 3.72 big. Uh, fourth place Terrence Rath and Vern Sheed. Uh, 1483 with a 407 big. Fifth was Dave Maliko and LB Kirkendall. 
1471 with a 391 big. Sixth was Dave Cruden and Robert Fitzgerald, uh, 1443 with a 341 big. Seventh was Scott Brownlee and Matthew Dennison, uh, 1418 with a 326 big. Eighth place was Danny Uptain and Jarrett Coleman, uh, Five Fish, 1379. They did not weigh a big. Ninth was Charlie Crawford and Eric Hammer, uh, 1282 with a 393 big. And 10th was Paul Tassie and Brian Ravello uh, with 1253 and a 317 big. So a lot of that uh, three-pound big fish I saw pretty much all the way down the board in the in the standings for that one. It just seemed like a lot of guys just couldn't put anything really with them. But I mean, a 463 big fish and you weigh 1797, that's basically, I mean, you just cloned that fish over and over and over again. That's a really... That's a solid bag that's not like having a big fish carrying you. Uh, there is, I believe it's in April or March. I'd have to look again. Um, there is the New Horizons uh, charity tournament. Um, I know it's been posted on AZ Anglers on Facebook. Uh, you can look up just their actual page as well. Uh, that's a really fun tournament. and a, It's a charity tournament. Um, I've fished that a few times. It's it's a good reason to go up to Havasu and spend the weekend fishing, maybe make a little money, give to a good cause. Uh, they they really go all out too. It's a it's a fun deal. They they shoot. I la well they gave out plaques to like 18th place last time uh, because of all the sponsors. Anybody that sponsors basically they sponsor a, a spot to pay and uh, sponsor a plaque. It's it's a fun deal. Um, Fishing 48 was out at Martinez. So this gives us a little bit of a prelude as to what we get to look forward to. Uh, hopefully the water comes up a little bit. I did hear that it is quite low right now and uh, running up north on the river is very difficult unless you're in a little tin rig. So it might make Martinez fish really small if guys aren't able to, you know, really run up. That means the backwaters are just going to be crowded with people. Um... But Gary Undersiller and Ken Howden uh, won. They had five fish for 21-28 with a 6-21 big. Second place was Mason Smoke and Bobby, uh, Bobby Bam. They had 20.22 with a 5.86 big. Third place, Greg Gilbert, Art Ferrero. Uh, five fish for 19.58 with a 5.29 big. Fourth place was Trevor Reese uh, and Fuller Reese, uh, five fish, nineteen forty-two with a five oh eight. Fifth was Richard Gill Jr. and Richard Gill, uh, five fish, nineteen twenty with a four seventy-nine big. Sixth was Logan Boyer and Tony Boyer, five fish for eighteen thirty uh, with a five eighty big. Uh, seventh was Steve Lund and Caleb Lund. Anytime those two get together on that little stretch of river, they're guaranteed a top 10 uh they had 1794 with a 691 big uh eighth was dylan laddick and john landis uh 1673 with a 469 big ninth was taylor shady and keelan morris was 1643 with a 614 big tenth was tim price and robbie sheehan uh, 1637 with a 538 big and I did 15 spots in this one, um, just for funsies. But 11 was Jamie uh, Retier and Jordan Erickson. 
1594, they didn't weigh big. 12 was Greg Meeser and John Weber. 1591, didn't weigh big. 13th was Jason Abernathy and Heather Treasure, or Heath Treasure, sorry. Uh, 1588, did not weigh a big. Uh, 14th was Derek Spetz, Wally Mueller, 1561. And rounding out the top 15 was Anthony Aguilera and Luke Cornelius. Uh, Five Fish, 1543, also did not weigh a big, but big weights. Um, coming out of the river right now. I didn't hear if anything's up and spawning, but obviously there are big fish and shallow and active and eating. Um, I personally cannot wait to go run into some sandbars and go catch some big fish. Looking forward to it. Now for the fun part, the reason everybody's here, if you're even still here. Fantasy fishing time. Um, so far, I really wish I did this when uh, everything was actually closed. So got 11 hours and 42 minutes before the buckets close. Cause it'd be fun to go through everybody's, uh, everybody's lineup that's in the, in the group. Cause I can't see anybody's stuff yet. Obviously not, not cool, but got a good group this year. Um, quite a few new guys, which is fun to see. So hopefully they're not absolute fantasy studs. Um, and don't overthink this like I do every year. But we're going to start out with bucket A. Uh, we're going to start out with that pick. I went with Patrick Walters. Um, kind of can't ever count out a pre-spawn live scope guy. Uh, he's proven that he's deadly in Texas with forward-facing sonar and a jerk bait. Um, really feel like with Texas warming, you're going to have fish moving up shallow. Um, if he can get in some standing timber with live scope and root you know, find a highway where fish are moving in and out. He, uh, this could really set up well for him to do some serious damage. I feel like he could hit a century belt very easily. Uh, as long as the condition condition set up and doesn't get like, you know, too windy and blown out. Um, you know, he's done it before out in Texas. I believe it was fork where he put up his century belt, live scope and standing timber. Um, so again, Texas, and that was another early earlier in the year tournament. Uh, Bucket B, I went with Brandon Polinick, Mr. Consistency, um, pretty much guaranteed points. Uh, has always been a, you know, do-it-all kind of guy. Savvy with those electronics, uh, but he can hold his own up shallow. He's had a great record in Texas, uh, especially at Toledo Bend. Um, and overall, what's it been, five Bassmaster events now at Toledo Bend. He's never finished lower than 34th. I mean, if you're looking just to eat up points, I mean, that's that's a no-brainer um what is he owned right now bucket b so i mean he's second most owned in the bucket uh no third third most owned in the bucket ben milliken if he falls on his face is going to take 40.7 percent of you down with him um paul and sitting at 14.2 so still a pretty hefty percentage in the bucket considering you know there's what 20 guys in the bucket but at least it's not 40.7 once it gets up that high it's almost too scary of a of a number to pick um i i get why a lot of people picked millican uh, he's a texas guy but it's also first elite series tournament probably gonna be a little jittery i don't know 
40% just scared me. So I went with uh, old Steady Eddie over there with Brandon Polinick. Guy never misses a check. Um, he's got ice cream to, to go get. So bucket C. This I went with a, uh, it's a little bit of a low percentage sleeper pick. Um, he's a sneaky top 440 guy. Again, you know, check hasher means he's at least going to be fishing three days. So that's just, I mean, you're stacking points at that point. Uh, if he sneaks into a top 10, that's cool. But I, I at least want guys on my team fishing three days. So I don't want them getting knocked out after two. Uh, basically what backs that up is out of 23 bass events total. I know he's a newer guy on tour. Uh, he's placed 14 times in the money. So he's been fishing Saturdays 14 times out of 23. All solid, solid average. Uh, 10 of those being in the top 30. He's only owned 0.9% as of right now. I mean, unless that's changed in like the last half hour since I looked. No, still sitting at 0.9. And again, there's some overall eaters in here. Um, Clark Winlet sitting at 16.2. Gerald Swindle, 14.2. Uh, guys are riding the momentum train with Scott Martin at 10.4. Brandon Lester's 12.3. Trey McKinney's getting some love, 9.8. So, I mean, it's spread a little bit more evenly in here. Um, I don't know. I just went with a guy that I feel like feel like if he cracks the top 30, that's going to be great points. And as long as he beats, you know, some of the higher percentage guys in this bucket, then that puts me well on my way to a 99th percentile at the end of the year. It's all part of the game. Like, you could always just ride, you know, ride the chalk and go with guys that are highly owned because then if everybody misses, then, you know, it doesn't doesn't hurt as bad. But if you go with a uh, low percentage guy and, then, you know, they end up hitting a home run for you, you end up beating everybody in that bucket and really gaining points that are hard to uh, to gain back. Go to bucket D. This one, I feel like I feel like he should be owned more than what he is in bucket D. Um, I mean, he's still second most owned in the bucket um, because he's got Keith Combs in there also. But that one I went with Chris Eldane, uh, obviously a Texas guy. Um, it's pre-spawn, big fish are moving up. He's a big bait specialist. Uh, if the conditions line up uh, where you can throw a spoon or get that swim bait by going, then, I mean, he could top 10 this easy. Um, he's coming off of a really rough season last year that was pretty uncharacteristic for him. I mean, Zeldane's always been a hit or miss guy, uh, but last year was uncharacteristically bad um so he'll be looking to get that back on track and you know be able to start the year off with a bang in his home state um, i know he's going to want to make the 25 classic being that it's literally going out of his backyard there in dallas fort worth that he just i don't know he seems more engaged this year with the season than he was last year i think they had i think between him and trait they had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with the podcast and you know branding and you know, trying to get other things stood up outside of fishing that I think might have taken a little bit more time. So it seems like he's put more time back into the fishing and uh, as the dude's been out a ton, um, I don't know, just got a good feeling that he's he's going to go out and have a good tournament. That That's a pure gut pick for me. Uh, bucket E. This one was probably one of the tougher buckets. I didn't really have like a warm fuzzy on really anybody in this bucket for Texas. I mean, I see a lot of people had a warm fuzzy, fuzzy on Buddy Gross. Again, I don't know. Uh, 
Buddy's been very inconsistent. Also had a really rough year last year, too. Uh, Brad Watley is heavily owned in this bucket at 24.8. Um, I know it might be a lake that he's pretty familiar with, but he's just always struggled when it's game day just to show up. Um, I don't know. If, that's a, if it works out for everyone, then that's, that's, that'll be a good pick. But he's too inconsistent for me to be able to pick that one. Uh, I ended up going with a rookie. Went with Kyle Patrick. Um, the league's going forward facing Sonar. It just is what it is. He's a forward-facing sonar specialist. Uh, I kind of got two guys in there that are going to, you know, have their heads down all day video game fishing. That's Patrick Walters and then Kyle Patrick. Um, I think those two guys could do really well. I know Kyle, you know, kicked everybody's ass in the opens video game fishing. So could play into his strengths and, and Walters' strengths depending on uh, wind and water conditions. But from the looks of it, it's setting up well for those two. Uh, the tiebreaker weight, I went with somebody's getting a century belt. Um, I think it was going to fall off pretty quick after that. I don't think we're going to have like, you know, like a 110, 115, and then like a couple like 102s, 103s. I think it's going to be like one dude cracks 100. Uh, I, I did it as a 101.3 uh, for your four-day total. I mean, realistically, I think second place might be like a 98. Um, seems like a lot of guys are optimistic. Because uh, I saw Bassmaster did a, their usual, you know, little whiteboard deal where they guess, the guys guess how much weight it's going to be to uh, to win. And if it's any sign as to how good Prefish has been, I think I only saw one out of like the seven signs that they did of somebody predicting it being under 100 pounds. So obviously Prefish is going well. Guys are feeling good and optimistic about it. So it could be an absolute slugfest over the weekend. I'm just glad that. The Elite Series is back. Get to devote a lot of weekends to just watching bass fishing again. Uh, man, not having a second person. I blew through this. It's awesome. Well, we're going to cut the uh, episode here. Look forward to next week. We're going to go over uh, We'll go over the results of the Elite Series, go over fantasy, and see where everybody stacked up after week one. Uh, yeah, hopefully I'll drop the boat off this week. Go get an oil leak fixed. Before I go rip the motor off of a, with a sandbar in two weeks. Um, if anybody is looking for a motor, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, here in, well, here in two months, uh, I'm looking at selling the uh, the 250. Um, I think I'm going to end up repowering. Uh, so if anybody's looking for a 2014 uh, Merc 250 Pro XS, it will be available. Um, no, I... I Say rip it off with a sandbar, but we're going to hope we don't do that. Uh, yeah, see you guys next week. Enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy watching fishing this weekend. Pro fishing's actually back. It's nice. Later. Later.